This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 467, recorded on November 5th, 2020. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation. A lot of conversation tonight. All for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here in Micah, back and forth of Bellevue, Nebraska, weather wise, really hot, really cold. We're in that weird spot, right? Uh, in, we we in can't the- decide what we want to do. I've been trying to, I'm trying to wash the appropriate hunting attire because deer season is in November Man. and I can't Man. decide if I need the like, the cold snow like we had two weeks ago. Do I need 70 degree that we had in the last week? What do I Beautiful. need? I don't know. It's been crazy. Beautiful. It's been 70 degrees. That's yeah. I, think I worked outside negative. on the patio the last two days. It's been gorgeous. It's like I think that's 70 degrees is like negative 37 Celsius. I don't know. I don't know how to do the math, but <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, what's like the, the nicest day in a, is 75 Fahrenheit, what would that be Celsius for you guys? Like if you were I pick a really think, nice I want to say that's about like 20 or 25 Celsius. 20 or 25. So we'll just say 25 because yeah. that's easy to remember. Yeah. It, it's it been that day this week. Uh, uh, things good for you guys or do you already have, already have like eight feet of snow in your... In your we day? had a beautiful September and then like the first week of October, we got about a foot of snow and it went down to about minus 10 Celsius. So it was really cold. And yeah. then it jumped up to like 15 again, which yeah. would be like in the 50s or the 60s, I think. And everything melted. And now it's supposed to get cold and snow again this weekend. Okay. So well, you're really a week. You're like a week ahead of us. So I should just watch your weather. And then because it comes, it literally comes straight down from you guys. So yeah, if the winds are blowing in the right direction. And so, yeah. Um, of course, what's blown in the right direction is the show notes. And so if you want to head out, this show in particular is going to have a lot of show notes, a lot of links to Aaron's uh, blog. You know, Aaron Lawrence is with us tonight. She's been on before. She holds the record now for the most, you know, most times on Home Gadget Geeks. Aaron, welcome. I do? I think you have to. I told that to I told that to Nathaniel Lindley a couple of weeks ago just to make him feel nice. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> that it's you. <laughs> Pretty sure. I Yay! Think I feel like I should have some kind of trophy or uh, something. I need to, I I need to a, send you a something. A speech to the to the academy to thank yeah. you. I'd send you something, thank but you. I think it'd get COVID blocked. Yeah, it <laughs> like, might. I, I'm not sure that a t-shirt or a, a mug or something. And so Aaron's with us tonight. We're going to talk. Uh, we got a bunch of review stuff to talk about, a bunch of gadget stuff. We'll get to that here in just a sec- uh, just a second. Aaron, for your when you know you're you do a lot on the internet, like you you got a blog and you're writing. Who do you use for your domain register when when you're thinking about when you have to buy a domain? Who do you use? Good question. Uh, I've been using Hover Hover.com because uh, I think they at one point used to be Canadian. I'm not sure if they still are or were acquired. Okay. Um, I think they used to be called Two Cows yes. back in the day. Yeah, they did. So I use them. Um, I was using Bluehost for a while, but we're actually switching hosting providers um, to, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember it. We Mm. only just did it the other, SiteGround. Oh, I didn't. I was going to say, don't advertise for them because we we offer Maple Grove Partners. No, you're fine. You're actually fine. But if you ever need a website, like if you ever do, you know, it's almost like like I paid you to say Hover because they're kind of supporting us at this point, right? So if you go to the- if you go to the average guy.tv slash hover, that's the affiliate link for that. Get $2 off your first, uh, your first domain. And that's, I've been using hover probably as long as you have forever. 
And uh, just like, it's kind of no nonsense registry, you know, domain registry, right? It's just, they don't try to trick you with a bunch of stuff. I'm not saying the other they guys. It's so easy. Go daddy. So easy. Yeah. Who, who make that like the checkout is awful. It's just a terrible experience. And so head out to the average guy. got uh, the average guy.tv slash hover. Get $2 off your first domain and then head over to Maple Grove Partners and get your website started. MapleGrovePartners.com. And of course, you know, that's Christian. And, and Jim, I don't know if they heard if the audience heard you reference that other people's checkout is awful. Hovers is great. You kind of yes. cut out there for a second. So oh. hover is fantastic. Great, easy. Other people try to offer you all this extra stuff you just don't need. Yeah. And, and hover is just so easy. I think I I should have checked. I think I host like 20 domains over at hover. I think yeah. I only use one, but I just have them all still because, you know, you can't you can never let go of a domain once you have it. No, no. Yeah. Although I have. If yeah, if I think they'll even help you move stuff over. So give it a try. The average guy.tv slash hover and then pair it with maplegrovepartners.com. Speaking of pairing, uh, Mike, uh, Joe sent us for this week. It's called Hunter. It's an Oktoberfest. I know it's yeah. November and we're two months late. It's like celebrating Thanksgiving in, in Canada. But it's called Hunter and my hunting season is November. So I think of this as the great Hunter beer for uh, all of November when I'm out there in the stand trying to grab myself a deer. Um, Aaron, why can't we line up between Canada and the United States? Why can't we line up Thanksgiving? <laughs> why, why can't we get that on the same know. day? You guys do this in October. Is that right? We do it in October. Yeah. It's always kind of mid second, second weekend, I think of October. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like there's, we could, we could even meet in the middle. Although I guess I Halloween is kind of stuck in the middle. It does so get that in might the ruin things, but. It does. It does get in the way. What do you do? You guys do Halloween on the same weekend, right? Last we weekend. Do, yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah. October thirty first. Why can't we do that for Thanksgiving? Like, why can't you just wait? We got Christmas okay. Easter's all worked out. Memorial Day and like Veterans Day and Remembrance Day tend to be also different between us. But Jim Shoemaker says hunting uh, plus beer. What could possibly go wrong? He's probably right. Nice Amber. Uh, Aaron, what are you drinking tonight? After the hunt, not not during. (laughs) <laughs> I have a uh, a bubbly. I thought it was rather celebratory because I knew I was getting to podcast with you guys. So I picked up a little bubbly so I could uh, have something festive. Nice. Well, we'll check in at the end of the show on some flavor stuff. So cheers. Cheers to all you. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to everyone. Fun. Yeah. Mm. Our nice Alabama beer. Sorry, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, Joe, thanks for saying He's going to jump cheers. on me for saying Alabama. I meant Arkansas. If, uh, yeah, you can't. You'll never be forgiven for that one, Mike. Mm. If you want to send us your beers to uh, to drink on the show, and we'll gladly do that, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and we'd love uh, to do that. Okay. Uh, I know I'm seven minutes in, and we haven't talked about tech. We kind of did. Uh, Aaron, uh, you have been on a tear. Like, I'm not sure what, what's gotten into you, but if you go to techgadgetscanada.com, <laughs> I mean, is like, is your doorbell ringing like every day with stuff? I am now officially on a first name basis with the UPS <laughs> guy, the FedEx guy, and the Purolator guy. Yeah. He knows the name. They all know the names of my dogs. You know, I greet them by their first name. It's, yeah, the 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 bell rings every day, if not a couple of times a day, Wait, especially what's, this. Purolator. Oh, you don't have Purolator in the States? It's another shipping company. Got it. Okay. No, yeah, we don't have that one. 
There's other ones. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. We just have FedEx, UPS, and USPS. That's a typical so. American thing to say. It, it, well, I had to ask because I was like, <laughs> "Does that that sound like a like a water delivery company, like pure water?" That's what I thought it was. Maybe like because we have like the Culligan Man, right? The Culligan Man will come right. and give you water, right? I thought that was maybe your local Culligan Man. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! It never occurred to me that Purolator was a Canadian company. Yeah. What, Aaron? What, what do you what do you think has led to the the pickup in um in your reviews? I mean, did you just catch a seam of something, or or like why all of a sudden you 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 told me in pre show you know you were doing a couple a month and now it seems like you're doing that many a week? I think I guess it's probably a couple of things. I mean, I try to say yes whenever I can. Um, if somebody offers me the opportunity to review something, I kind of look at that as, as a privilege. So I like to take advantage of it if I can. And I think the other thing is that, you know, when I started out, I was, you know, I was sort of begging people to borrow their products for, you know, just a few days to try it out. And, you know, now I'm a little more fortunate. I've got a bit of a bigger audience mm -hmm. and I think some people are seeing that and, yeah. I think the offers are coming a little more frequently now than maybe they did three or four yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, I think it, it speaks to the quality of your reviews. That's one of the things I've always appreciated. Love watching you. them on YouTube. You just do a fabulous job. Um, not, not, um, not gimmicky in your reviews. They're really just a solid covering of it. Uh, going through it, what it is, you don't try to cover it exhaustively at, you know, at every angle, the reviews are seven to eight minutes. Usually I can get through them pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Congratulations on working through that. Thanks. I think sometimes you got to prime the pump, right? Bay, yeah, borrow, I think so. Buy, your, buy it yourself. Um, I, I have often tried to be the review guy. I just hate doing reviews. <laughs> it's like, I, <laughs> well, then that's not a good idea for no, you. No, I'm not a big fan. This is what I love to do. So let's do some of this. You have, um, you've had both pixel and you've had the Samsung galaxy S 20. Are we already up to 20? Is that how that the note 20? Yes. Note 20. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so let's talk about the 21st and let's just talk about kind of your phone experience. You've had both those. They're on Android. Give us a little overview of, of the phones. Yeah. So Note 20, I mean, that's one of the big features of the Samsung Note phones are that, I think Samsung calls it the S Pen. It's a stylus. Um, but they're great little devices. They're super large screens. They're really light. Um, I really like the Samsung experience by and large. The best thing about it is the camera. Now, with that said, sorry, Samsung, I'm going to complain for a second here. They put this really wicked camera array on their new Note 20, and it's huge. I think there's actually four or five lenses in the back, but they stacked so much in here that I'm going to try and show those who are watching on the YouTube channel. Oh, the wow. camera array actually protrudes out by probably four or five millimeters out of the back of the out of the back of the phone. So, I mean, you can't sit it flat, you know, I guess you could get a case that wraps around it, but it's really, it's kind of clunky. I mean, I love what the camera does. I don't like how it feels. I don't like the configuration. I don't know. I appreciate what they're trying to do, making the cameras better, but the form factor leaves a little to be desired, in my opinion. You yeah, I was just going to ask that. Without a case, that would almost make it level, right? Because a case could have a cutout, then kind of made yeah. it level. I would be worried I would scratch 
that area if I was laying it on the ground? I mean, is it when you set it on a table, is that hitting first? It seems like it would. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And it won't, like I said, it won't lay flat because it's kind of laying up on this one corner. So, right. Yeah. I mean, then you're putting it face down and then maybe you're scratching the the screen of it. So, I but, mean, you know, I think that's that, that might be something, you know, so the iPhone has had that too. And here's the iPhone 12. This is the newest iPhone. But you could see, so I have a case on it, but that little tiny lens bump is really all you have. But that does mean that the same exact problem happens on the iPhone is that when you lay that down, does it? Okay. It, uh, so I have a case, obviously, which makes it level, which is what I'm talking about, because the case kind of juts out just enough. And this is the Apple case. So I think that was kind of their intention, right, is that you're going to at least have a case that goes out that far. Right. Uh, but I kind of went naked for a little bit, which like I said, the phone's beautiful. And yeah, yeah, you have the same problem. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen many phone manufacturers not have a phone bump um, in the past few years. And, and I, maybe Samsung's like, you know what, if we're going to have one, let's just go all out, right? Let's, let's have it be yeah. big and massive. But what I like about Samsung when you showed it is that it looks like there's almost like a square, a raised square. So it's not directly maybe resting on those camera lenses. Whereas on the iPhone, if I were to lay this out, there's no other bump. There's no other. Yes, exactly. So maybe you're hitting a little bit of the support around it and you're not actually resting the that frame, right on the, the bezel, lens. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the iPhone, you're, if I set this down, it's resting right on those lenses. There's no other bezel to the camera bump. So that might actually mm-hmm. help. I don't know. I guess if you're going to do it, maybe do it big. I don't know. Yeah. Or the, or the only other way probably to get around it would be to make your smartphone thicker or fatter. And I don't know, like, would that really be a problem for some people if the phone were three or four meters thicker? I've had that question too. Like, I don't know why it's a race to be so thin. Like, is that what we're asking for? I don't know. I don't know if the common user is asking for it to be super light and thin. Maybe we are. But uh, I wouldn't mind a little bit thicker, having better battery life. I mean, we're all maybe because yes. the young generation, this is these are the phones they know. But for those of us who grew up with, you know, flip phones and the, the brick phones that our parents had, car phones, bag phones, we're like, you know what? Give us a little bit thicker. It could be sturdier and have a little bit more battery life and no camera bump. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And I think a lot of people wouldn't. Um, if my phone could last two days, three days, if it, I would have it be double as thick, that's fine for me. Agree. Aaron, okay, so we immediately go to the cameras for this, right? I mean, that's yep. the very first it's usually the thing. only part they're upgrading nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are we are we mm-hmm. down to? Is that pretty much on Android, and maybe even on the iPhone? Are we pretty much just down to cameras at this point, or are, the, are there other features on that Note that are, are attractive to you? Well, I like the the Note in particular has um, a feature that I really like, which is called Screen Off Memo. So when this the screen is off. When you pop out the S Pen, you can write on the, I think the phone is dead here, or I would actually demo it for you, but you can basically pop the pen out and you can write notes on the screen and it'll save them for you. So, I mean, that's super handy for me. I'm always carrying a notebook around or some post-it notes and a pen or a pencil. So for me, that ability to just take out a pen and quickly jot notes, I really like. And the fact that it will save them for you into the phone so you can refer to them later is huge. Um, you know, that's, as far as I'm aware, that's the only phone that does that. Somebody might be able to correct me and please do in the chat window if you know of another one or if you guys do. Um, but I really like that feature. And then, I mean, you know, what else do we use our phones for? They're for phone calls, for emails. Um, 
you know, that, that kind of stuff to me is almost standard. You can quibble about the different email clients. You can talk about, you know, if WhatsApp is better than the native text app or the Apple messages app, but by and large, they all do essentially the same stuff. That's been the interesting part to me is that really on a software side, you know, Apple used to always be criticized for not allowing a lot of third-party add-ins and things like that. And, you know, all, but all that has almost pretty much become level playing field. And now, like you talked about, we're, we're talking about, you know, little features here and there, right? The, the pen being a big part, which I'm kind of surprised Apple maybe hasn't, you know, their Apple Pencil has been like the thing they love to talk right. about. I'm surprised they haven't done an Apple Pencil Mini and had it as an attachment, especially with MagSafe this year on the Apple iPhone. I thought, okay, you could have a little holster back there for an Apple Pencil Mini. Um, but that's that's really cool. I think you're you're now just playing on cameras. You're playing on the ecosystem and other little kind of cool little features that kind of keep people in on that phone. Mm -hmm. Aaron, there's yep. the there's the shot of of there you we writing. Go. Yep, writing. On. Oh, okay, so, okay. So I didn't understand that the screen actually looks like it stays off. Yes, absolutely. And the great thing about using it in this way is, I don't know how many of you out there have used a stylus on a tablet or on a phone, and it feels like it, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Like it, metal on glass just too, is too not slick. a it's great experience. It's too. That's a good word. It, yeah, it's too it's slick. Too slick. Yeah. But with this. It feels more like you're writing with pencil on paper. It's it feels a lot more natural and a lot less grading. So did they, that's did they the other change really the like material on the pencil? Is that what they did to make that feel different? I don't know. It's been like that. I would say for a couple of the iterations. Okay. I mean, maybe the nib on the pencil. I can't quite tell. It might be like rubberized plastic or plastic. Is it replaceable? Rubber. Or is that mm, is the tip replaceable? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. Windows Phone for a while, I think had some, or or no, the the uh, the pen you would use with a Surface had tips mm. that you could get different kinds of tips because eventually you'd wear out the. That's how they get around it. They put a kind of a soft tip on the pen, right. so it would drag because you actually want a little drag on your uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on your screen, right? Well, remember um, when we could all go out and get those third-party styluses for everything with the little rubber eraser heads on them yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah, that lasted like a year. <laughs> that was yeah. a trend for like a year. Every trade show I went to, all the um, yes. career fairs I went to, everybody was giving away those pens. Well, and you know what's funny? I still, I just bought one of those two weeks ago really? for my wife because she uses my iPad for class. So she is a associate professor. So she goes in there and she, they're all iPad based. And she was like, Hey, these school iPads are super slow. Can I use yours? I said, yeah, of course. So she takes my iPad. She's like, it'd be great if I had a stylus. I'm like, well, we can get you the Apple pencil. She's like, no, we're not spending that much money on a stylus. And so I got her like a $10 stylus of Amazon and she loves it. She's like, I don't right. know. Like I can't, to, I think we need to get the Apple Pencil for her and just have her test it out and see the difference because I think she's just putting up with a lot of bad, you know, in input and stuff like that that she just doesn't know could mm. be different. But for her, right. it, it's funny because I would be like, oh, Apple Pencil for sure. I thought that was going to be like a guarantee for her. And she's like, no, 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 no. Give me that $10 one on Amazon. That'll be fine because all class – she is what's showing up on the screen is her and she's circling things. She teaches mm. occupational therapy. So she's like highlighting, you know, parts in the body they need to talk about. And so she's using it 24 seven in class. I thought she'd be like the ideal Apple pencil user. And maybe we should just get it for her and see, but she has been all about that $10. It's not rubber though. This one is, um, you have to turn it on, but it doesn't connect via Bluetooth. So I don't know what turning it on does, 
but it maybe has a mm. little more connectivity to the finger and it has the same tip as like a galaxy stylus an apple pencil but it just doesn't connect to the tablet at all so i don't know what it's doing but it's kind of cool that this thing was ten dollars and and it works pretty well enough for her to not complain and she hasn't complained yet tony in the chat room says you can replace he has a 20 he has a note 20 Okay. And you can replace the tips. Good to know. Good to know. Aaron, um, I'm showing on screen, you know, it's got this 8K video display. Seriously? It's a that sounds like 5G. Like, is it real? Yeah. Can you tell the difference on that? Thing? You know, th- this is the thing about this, and I, I said this in one of my reviews that on a smartphone screen, on a screen this small, you can't tell the difference between 4K and 8K video. It's just too small. The whole thing about the difference between 4K and 8K is the pixels. And, you know, there's obviously more pixels in something than 8K. Where you really notice that is on a huge TV. So something like an 85-inch TV, 4K to 8K, you're going to see a bit of difference there. On a phone, no, you won't. But you know, if you're taking home videos to take them home and share them on your new 8K TV, um, that's some place where you're going to see that difference. I haven't embraced 8K video. I haven't even embraced 4K video for most of my reviews yet. Yeah. And that's mainly because just the storage for those larger video files just kills me. So I'm, g- I'm going to have to move to it at some point. I'm going to need like a whole different storage system um, and have to figure that out. But, you know, 8K is great, but I don't know that it's super practical for a lot of people right now. I think 4K is even sometimes a top sell, right? Like yeah, 4K, exactly. from, I, I have zero, like I'm the tech guy and I have zero 4K displays in my entire house. My computer is still 1080. My TVs are 1080. I have zero 4K. Uh, my phone is actually the highest resolution device I have with the iPhone 12. But it's funny, Jim, you talk about being able to notice the difference. I actually just tonight, Hannah had a problem with her phone and I went to go fix it. And I looked at her iPhone 11, which was newer than my iPhone 10 that I just had two weeks ago. And I was like, oh man, this thing is blurry. Because you know, it is not that much of a difference. Ew. The iPhone 12, I actually had to look it up to make sure I wasn't seeing things. The iPhone 12 is a 2532 by 1170 um, resolution with 460 pixels per inch. So that's my iPhone 12. The 11 is seven, uh, 1792 by 828 with 326 pixels per inch. I did hmm. notice the difference. Even in the settings menu, it does. It's so funny how you don't like, it's one of those things where I don't want to upgrade to 4k because once I do, I'm never going to be able to go back since I haven't yeah. experienced it yet. My 1080p stuff looks great to me. I think it's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> but now that I have my iPhone and I looked at my wife's I'm like, Oh man, you peasant. What are you looking at? This is such a, <laughs> this is like an old phone. Is this an Android? Like, is this a ga- Is this a Samsung phone? Um, I'm joking. Uh, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> how you as soon as you see it and you get used to one resolution looking back is like oh wow i really do whereas most people who haven't experienced it yet, they're like no i would never notice the difference yeah yeah aaron uh compare and contrast because you've also gotten your hands on some pixel the 4a and the 5 i'm excited and, to hear uh, about these tell me good things compare and contrast a little bit what, what's different on these or what was your experience with these when we were talking about the form factor and sort of the the feel and the shape and everything, I really like the Pixel phones, um, the design. I love the new colors. They've got the softer edges. Um, things just seem to be designed a little more seamlessly, maybe. Um, again, the cameras on the Pixel phones. I mean, I carried, a, I think it was the 
first and the second Pixel phones with me. I'm an iPhone user. We've talked about that before. But I always had a Pixel phone with me for the camera because the cameras were for many years leaps and bounds better than than almost anything out there, including Apple for a long time. So I love the cameras and they can do so much. I mean, they've got, you can do astrophotography with a Pixel now, which I haven't had a chance to try out for myself, but I am dying to. Um, better night mode, um, so many more options and you can customize so much stuff and go in after the fact and we're talking photos again. You can um, fix up the photos afterwards. So I really like the Pixels. I've said for a long time that if I was ever gonna switch off an iPhone, it would definitely be to a Pixel. Um, Cause I just think they're great phones. They're fast, they're beautiful and and they're super versatile. How, what does that texture feel like on the back? Cause I keep seeing all these pictures and it almost looks like a, like a plasticky, but almost like textured plastic. But how does it feel in the hand? It almost feels like paper. Like it's almost like if you found a way to put like a really nice, like durable paper wrap on it, that's what it feels like. It's very textural, very natural almost. It's like a D skin so, that you would put on your phone, but it just comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. It's, it. it's really nice. Like it feels good. And I had, um, for my test period, I mean, I got some cases for them, but I couldn't bring myself to put the cases on because the phones, like you were saying about the iPhone, the phones were so pretty and the texture was so nice and they just look so good. I thought like, why cover this up? It's fantastic. Cause that was one thing I really liked about it because I think a lot of these phone manufacturers are going towards like premium means glass and metal mm. and the look of glass and metal but obviously that cracks the first time you drop it. Whereas when I saw this, I'm like, that still looks premium to me, but it yeah. looks like it might be a little more durable. It's aluminum is what they're using. Is that what it is? Okay, I was wondering what, yeah. the, what the actual thing, okay. Because it, it looks yeah. premium. And then I was wondering about the feel. I'm like, does it feel good in your hands? Because at that point, yeah, I, would be it's not I wouldn't be able to put a case on it because it, it's such a gorgeous phone. And if it held up a little bit better than glass did, I for sure wouldn't put a case on it. Yeah. No, they're great phones. I, I really, really love the Pixel phones. I'm a huge fan. And the 5G, I didn't get a chance. Like I said, we don't have 5G in Calgary yet with the carrier that I'm with. Um, so I wasn't able to try it out. But, you know, as, as soon as it comes here, I've got a phone that's ready to take advantage of it. And I'm definitely going to try it out. Well, if you could just, just get on a plane and come to the United States, that's super easy. You know, Jim, <laughs> super easy nowadays, it's, right? It's top of mind right when, now. <laughs> when you don't want to come here. When um <laughs> uh when so when I got the iPhone 12 and then I started looking at it compared to my wife's Pixel. Um and I think she has the original 4, I think uh, it could be or maybe even 3. They're very this the the new iPhone looks more like a Pixel than I mm. think the older iPhones looked more like uh, maybe the maybe the Galaxy phones. I don't know, I just now I find myself looking at her phone and thinking it's mine. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's her phone. So I, I think they're they're very similar. Mike. How I are think, the edges on the iPhone 12? Because they look really boxy to me. Yeah, no, they're here. Well, let's, uh, Mike, what, do you have your phone on you there? I do. Well, let's, we'll let Mike uh, show Like, what that. does it feel like? I mean, I guess with a case, it's probably less so noticeable. With but the rubber case, like I love the feel of this better than the 10. So I had the iPhone 10, which has the rounded huh. corners, and these are more square, uh, if you see my wife and kid, I don't know if you can see that, but, um, it, so these are a lot, it's all flat. You're right. And I love it. Like, so even if I take this case off, which I'll do real quick, just to show you guys, it's probably I mean, not going to slip out of your hand. Yeah. It is flat. 
And yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the curve piece. This feels so much better in my hand because I honestly like the iPhone. What was it? Four or five series where it had this almost same exact style. And I like how boxy it is. I don't mind that it doesn't roll off because honestly, with a case, you never got to benefit from that kind of nice roll off the edge. So this mm-hmm. feels so much more solid in my hands. And I love how boxy that bottom is. And when you drop it, it's also a lot more. I think that honestly, when they're doing their calculation on, they have this new Mm. ceramic glass, right? Which is their new terminology for their glass. I think one of the benefits, and they were able to say, hey, it breaks 25% less, was that when this falls, it's not having those rounded corners to crack. Because when I sent my iPhone in for actually for trade in, the only place it was cracked was right on one of those rounded corners. Right where it wouldn't have cracked normally, but since it had a little bit of a round to it, just that rounded corner to crack just a little bit. So I I love the boxy nature of this phone. It's actually one of my favorite. The reason I upgraded number one is because, and you know, we were talking about this in pre-show. Why did I upgrade? I didn't, I had an iPhone 10, not a real big need except for my speaker was going bad. Um, number one was the carriers in the United States are offering massive discounts right now, like more than we've ever seen on any iPhone. Um, I mean, long story short, if you watch the post show with Jim and I two weeks ago when he ordered his phone, he got his phone on Sprint for $7 a month. And that's to own it at the wow. end of that. So $7 a that's month. He got $90 Canadian, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just doing the math on that. Yeah, Still yeah. a bargain. Still a bargain, whatever it is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, even for Verizon, for me, this phone was $13 a month. So, I mean, just the, the deals they were doing, number one. But number two, I love the form factor. And I thought it was just a fantastic form factor. And Jim and I were also talking. One of the last years, both of us, especially him, he was on the iPhone 8. One of the last years we were going to get any trade-in value because that was part of the carrier deals, right? was trade-in your current phone. One of the last years, our phones were going to hold any value for, uh, for trade-in. Well, okay. I was all set to just not have much interest in the iPhone 12 and maybe skip it and wait for the 13. But now, it's now you got me thinking, Mike. Thanks well, a lot. It, it depends. If, if I don't know if the carriers up in Canada are doing the same thing, but down here it was almost one of those things of like, okay, you're going to give me how much for my trade in on a phone that I don't think is worth that much. Then you're going to tell me that the your rebates and all that stuff on your current phone are so low. It was just kind of a no brainer at that point for for Jim and I at least. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what what iPhone are you on right now? Uh, I have the 11. Okay. Yeah. It might not be as big of a deal from 11 to 12. Yeah. Probably not. not. Because my my wife has the 11. Mike, even from 8 to 12, like, I'm having, okay, there's there's definite improvements, right? Camera's better, screen's better. But it's not like, it's and it's a little faster, right? And those things. But I could do everything I needed to do on the 8 Plus, like, it worked for me. It was a good phone. The one thing I didn't like is it didn't fit my camera holder. You know, I wanted to turn it landscape and put it in a, I've got a, a, a Mifo. I think it's called a Mifo or, or a Motu, something, one of those camera Dolby. holders. It screws into a, into the, uh, you know, to a tripod and then you can do, you know, you can take pictures with it. Anyways, it didn't fit. The iPhone 8 plus wouldn't fit in it. It was just a little too small. The, oh, the holder was. Now I'm back. It works again. So, you know, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool because these are skinnier than the the 8 Plus, right? But, but Aaron, going from an 11 to 12, like, if you, I think it only makes sense if it makes financial sense. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the only reason, like, if you were going to get a really good deal and it was going to cost you almost nothing, then you make the jump. But otherwise, I mean, unless it, are there things do you think currently on your, that your 11 can't do that a 12 could? 
By the sounds of it, no. But I mean, yeah. like having that maybe nicer screen. It's nice. Would be cool. It, it is nice. Um, I'm I'm really curious about the form factor and the edges and stuff. I really didn't think I'd like that, but now I'm starting to rethink it. Yeah. It's uh, the there might only be one way to resolve this for sure, and Got that might be it. for me to just get them both and figure it out. Yeah, go by and, the store, put your mask on, go by the store, see if you can. You yeah. Can, you know, if they even let you, they probably don't even let you touch them anymore, do they? Yeah, I wonder. I mm. haven't been to an Apple store in so long. Wow. Yeah, for you, I mean, the, the the only difference, so minimal, is like on the on the camera, you're talking about a 1.8 aperture on the iPhone uh, 11 compared to 1.6. You get a little bit wider on that aperture. But everything else is really, I mean, besides the form factor is going to be mm-hmm. pretty much the exact same. The display is a little bit different. We talked about the resolution difference earlier. The only other difference there is a 2 million to 1 contrast ratio on the iPhone 12 mm-hmm. compared to a 1400 to one contrast ratio. But again, are you editing? Like that's a huge deal. If you're talking about a big 24 inch display, you're editing your video on. But uh, if you're, if you're not, you know, I like to joke, I can see the difference on my wife's phone, but I think uh, that might just be me seeing things because I have the new fancy iPhone 12. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like I can, but I don't think there's really much incentive there between 11 to 12. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It kind of needs to be a financial. I think for you, it's a financial decision. Well, and it cracks me up, Jim, that you said you didn't see a difference because you you didn't have Face ID at that point. True. You still had the the bumps on the bottom and top. You had the home yeah. button still. It was a pretty big yeah. upgrade for you. Well, and it's taken a little bit of getting used to for me uh, going from home. Fortunately, you prepped me for that. And so I kind of know going in, okay, I got some different swipe things. And yeah, I, it wasn't hard, Mike. It was not a hard switch. I'm all in now on it. And, and I use that. I mean, I just... I realized how much I use my phone. It's a great phone. I'm glad I upgraded. Um, it's a great phone. It's just, I don't think it's the monumental lift that we used to get mm-hmm. when, when we go to the phones. Right. So, uh, so well, well, what, what is that next big lift though, Jim? Like I, I think about that a lot no. with phones and we sort of touched on it earlier where what's, what are the big iterations that are happening right now? And they tend to be the software within the cameras. So what's, you know, what, what's the thing? Like, I remember when I had a Palm Pilot and then I had my flip phone yeah. and I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great if one day they could find a way to put all the good things about the Palm Pilot into the flip phone? And then boom, the Apple phone was like a couple of years later and, you know, magic. But like, I can't even think of what that next iteration would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. Even- brain hurt. I can't either. Um, I, I think we're to that point, like PCs are there where you, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. You know, we, we've gone through some, uh, Ryan Kirshner, who, who's over at thinkcomputers.org. Uh, he, they're doing a big AMD GPU release conversations, all these, you know, and there's been some enhancements in that and faster GPUs, but they're all kind of incremental and not really that exciting. To, and they're exciting for some people. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Ryan's having a blast right now as we're talking about it. But um, I haven't seen the monumental lift in the PC world forever. Like I, PCs are, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, get a faster Core i7 or an i9 or whatever. I think phones have reached that that place, Mike, where it's just not that interesting. I mean, it's great. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. 
love the film. They do a lot, but they're not they're not like life changing anymore. They're incremental. Yeah, it's kind of and, it's kind of a snooze fest. And the people who are into the upgrades are the really top end users, right? right? The guys who try to mm-hmm. use their iPhone for video production are really excited about iPhone 12 Pro and the iPhone 12 Pro Max, right? When you can shoot in Dolby Vision and all that stuff, that's big for them. So they like that, and that's like gamers on PCs, right? Like the only people who are super pumped with the top end specs are gamers because the same PC has worked for the rest of us for the last five to six years. But the gamers are like who try to maximize FPS. Those are the guys who are really pushing PC and they love, you know, AMD's new announcement just this last week of their new graphics cards. Like that that's a big deal to them. So you have those same users in both scenarios, but you're right. I think for the most part on iPhones, because I think even on the iPhone side, it's way smaller. There are way fewer uh, photography experts who are excited about iPhone 12 Max compared to PC gamers. Mm-hmm. You probably have even less of those. Nathaniel asked a good question. How is the transition from Touch ID to Face ID? And then, Aaron, you said you love Face ID. By the way, stay on the show. The, the chat room, we're, we're the important <laughs> ones. Don't be, be messing with, don't be cheating on us with the chat room. Cheating um, on us. <laughs> I, I think, to your point, you say so easy when you're not masked. I think that's important True. right now. Like, I can't tell you how many times I was in the doctor's office. I have a physical on Monday, so I was getting blood drawn today for that. And I was sitting in the waiting room with the mask on. It doesn't work. You do that sneaky yeah. little. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. Back up. Right? It doesn't work. I've had work. to do that. Or, you know, you hit it enough times and you'll get the password yeah. option, which yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah. But I, I do miss Touch ID for that. And yeah. I would have liked it if, well, and maybe the next iteration, maybe the the 13 would have both. Because I think like when you're at home, it's so much easier because by the time you've picked up your phone and looked at it, it's unlocked. It's done. Yeah. It doesn't work in our new masked world when you're out. But again, like, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm not out as much as I was, you know, once before. True. And it also doesn't work in the business environment when you're trying to check your phone at a meeting on the table, right? Just real quick, what was that message? And you go to look at it and then I got to awkwardly pick it up and everyone knows who's going <laughs> to face my face. Um, that's the other portion where I really miss Touch ID. So I think you're totally right because I think the next iteration is Touch ID in the screen built in. And once mm-hmm. they can do that and have a little bit of both uh, or, you know, knowing Apple, they'll probably go one way or the other. They'll probably eliminate one uh, to go with the other. But I agree that that could be really big. So I noticed that number one, the business setting, but I mean, right now I'm not in business meetings very often. Yeah. I'm working from home. The other one is when I'm using Apple Pay. I've noticed kind of a little bit, it's a weird dynamic oh. when you go to like face ID, unlock, and then set it down where I was so used to just phone out of pocket, lay it on the reader and lay my thumb on the home, home button while right. it was there. And that would unlock it, do Apple Pay, where now it's this kind of weird pull out of your pocket, double click the side button, look at it so it unlocks and then lay it on the thing. So it's a few more extra things I'm not used to yet. And I'm a huge Apple Pay user. I love to. And actually the easy just way is just me to use my watch. Now I rarely use my phone. I just use my watch because it's just, it's easier. I don't even have to think about it on my watch. I, I need to use my watch for more, for more of those things. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit uh, on this. Uh, Ed Sullivan talked to this week. So I have a, I have a Govi light in my garage. That's, um, motion you know it's got a little motion sensor on the bottom hasn't worked very well and so um ed sullivan there was a deal because there's always deals on amazon right now now aaron plug your ears because you're gonna get mad this is like a thousand dollars in canada but um ed ed talked me into picking up i don't know if you guys have seen these but these these oh i have seen these yeah these lights that you can then you can kind of shape the 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 you know the the 
the wings on there to kind of go where you want them to go to put the light where you want so these jim these deformable lamps i haven't seen them called that before but they basically like doesn't does the base screw into a light socket like a light bulb socket and then the wings you can sort of bend and shape yeah i'm doing i think i'm doing sign language right now (laughs) you can't Um, are you stuck in a box (laughs) Are you, are you stuck in an invisible box? Mime so now. <laughs> um, yeah, all that. And this was like 20 bucks, which was kind of cool. It was There was a coupon wow. on Amazon. Yeah, it was super cool. One of the things I wanted to do with it, though, is I wanted to pair it with, uh, we had listeners send me these non-neutral switch um, smart switches for the garage. So I don't, because my ah. house is old and I don't have, I have the old wiring. So this is doesn't require a neutral switch for it. I've been wanting to put these in, in the garage. And then I can put it on the A-Lady, right? I can then start saying, and then I thought, oh, wait a minute. I don't have an Echo in the garage. Erin, you Yet. spent some time looking at some of the new <laughs> Echo devices. Like, Okay, what you looked at, obviously designed for the home, but let me ask you this question. Would you put an Echo in your garage? 100%. I, uh, I, I have them everywhere. I mean, they're so convenient and especially like Amazon has just done they've done smart home right because they have everything from um the huge echo studio which is a really large kind of premium sounding audio speaker all the way down to the very compact like package of nuts size echo flex the flex is like meant to be this just sort of a lady connected device, um, not free to listen to music or podcasts or things on because the speaker quality is not good. But, you know, in your garage, Jim, that would be perfect because yeah. all you need to do is be able to walk out and ask your friend um, to turn the lights on and she's just going to respond. So it's perfect for a space like that. And also where you don't want cords and cables hanging because the flex will just plug right directly into an AC socket. So you don't have to worry about the with the wires trailing or finding a place to put the uh, echo device. The new ones are fantastic. I love the design. There's not really a lot new. We're kind of going to circle back to that conversation we just had about smartphones. Not a ton of new things with this. They've done some improvements um, with the new fourth generation echo and echo dot. Um, the speakers are a little better sounding and I did notice they're a little better sounding. I like them. They've got sort of this new spherical design, which is, is really cool. It's actually really attractive and it looks a lot less techy. It blends into your home, I would say a lot more, but in terms of, again, you know, massive iterations and things that it'll do that nothing else will do. And no, we're not there yet. Didn't we just have this conversation with the phones? <laughs> like, it sounds like exactly. We, would would you this this new one with the clock? Does it have the temperature mm-hmm. sensor sensor in it? And would it that does. Be, yeah, so, maybe handy for your garage. Well, this is okay. Here, I'll give you my spiel about the temperature sensor. Yeah. So, the temperature sensor, you can ask the lady um, what the temperature is in your house or garage or whatever. What the temperature sensor is meant to do is work with something called routines that are temperature specific. So you can say, you know, when the temperature in, you know, or on the dot with clock reaches a certain threshold, you can set up the following actions. But the actions are not helpful. So I was like, 
oh, this is going to be perfect. So if I'm traveling and I want to make sure that like, because I've had this happen where my furnace kicked off, the batteries in the thermostat died and it kicked the furnace off. So the temperature, you know, is basically just hovering above freezing. I thought this is perfect. I'll set this up so that the Echo will email me when the temperature gets below a certain threshold. You can't do that. You can have, some of the actions are that you can have the lady I like calling her the lady now. Yes. You can have her um, talk to you via the speaker, which is not going to help if you're not home. Cause, and I mean, if you are home, you're going to know it's freaking cold. <laughs> um, you can set up a couple of other things like she can read you the newscast if the temperature goes below a certain threshold. And I'm like, these are not helpful. There are some IFTTT connections, which do allow you to customize um, some of those actions a little bit more. I haven't had time to explore all of those yet. So knowing IFTTT, which is, um, gosh, how do you explain IFTTT? It's a, it essentially lets you customize any internet interaction. It's if this, then that. So you can set up any type of technology. If, if my phone rings, turn on the bathroom light, for example. And there's all kinds of what they call recipes, I think, or applets now, where you can create all these actions out of all these things that don't ordinarily work together. So I'm sure IFTTT has something to fix this, but I haven't, I haven't found it yet. Um, so yeah, back, back to the, the new fourth generation echo devices. I think they look great. I think they sound a little bit better. If you've already got one, if you've got a third gen, probably don't need to upgrade. If you're still sitting on an original echo dot, go for it. Well, okay, so my ears really perked up when you said they have a temperature sensor. Now, does this integrate with Ecobee? Because with, Ecobee thermostats have Alexa built in, which is the thermostat I have. And their sensors are so expensive and so ugly that if I could replace – and I already have Alexas in every single room. Actually, more than I – I only have three Ecobee sensors. And I have Alexa dots all over the house. I mean, I have way too many to count. Huh. Now, that would be a huge, I would instantly go buy five of those to replace, I think I have five dots around the house, not counting my big echoes. So I would instantly go out and buy five of those today if those integrated with Ecobee. And I'm wondering if, if it's not today, I'm wondering if that's a future play for them to say, hey, yeah, by the mm -hmm. way, these are also temperature sensors for Ecobee. That is a good question. And I have yet to ever get my hands on an Ecobee. Okay. I do. I did get the brand new Nest learning thermostat fourth generation, oh, no. which I'm looking forward to trying out. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I don't know. I would love to try an Ecobee. I've heard, I've heard good things about them. I've also heard kind of mixed reviews. So really? I'd be interested to get hands on with it. Okay. And, I am like the biggest fan the of Ecobee like. there is. I think it's been even my to get my wife on board with something like that is very hard and she loves it too. And it's learning has gotten a lot better. And yeah, but my biggest mm. complaint is that the sensors are so expensive. Then you have to play find a place to either put this little white thing around that does nothing else besides read the temperature and humidity. That's all it does. Right. Um, but the fact that you have a, a thermostat that pulls from the right rooms on the time of day, right? At night, we that don't would care brilliant. about the living yeah. room and we don't care about the basement. We only care about these two rooms. So make sure the average of these two is a sleepable temperature. So that's what we love about Ecobee. And so if those fit in, and I'm guessing that I would assume that's where they're going with that, right? With the temperature sensor in there, they're already built into Ecobee. I don't, they might own Ecobee. I'm not sure if they own them or they're just deeply integrated. Because I can talk, my Ecobee hmm. itself is an Alexa device. 
So if I'm in my hallway, I can ask Alexa and it's an, it's hey, its own speaker and microphone. Don't, don't use the name or sorry. A lady. My bad. A lady. <laughs> Mine doesn't go off. I could tell you, cause you'll see a ring right where my oh, thumb is. There's, no, there's a dot right there. People are one. so pissed at us right now. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, yeah. get, I catch flack for that on YouTube all the time. Cause I, I forget. I just start mm-hmm. talking and it's like, well, that's, that's what the name is. Do you and think they have like, smarts for the commercials? I've been they, wondering. I they do. I think they, they do. must, right? Yeah. Because I it's have something. that blasting, and then I'll, they always do commercials, and I'll, none of my devices ever activate. They must have some smarts. I think in they there. found a way to mask it because it used to work. You're right. Wasn't there some commercial that ran during the Super Bowl a year or two ago that yes set off everybody's devices and like <laughs> caused them to order things off Amazon or something? So hmm, did they but do that? That would that be on a accident? huge selling point for me, and those right? look so much nicer. I, those look because I, I I don't know what gen my dots are. I think they're one or two. They're the they're the ugly puck, right? And they don't yeah, look very they're nice. Puck shaped, right? Yeah, and so I an upgrade yeah. there. And the flex actually is really interesting to me too for those spaces that um, I would love to replace a dot with a flex because the dot does stand out so much that I would love something a little neater. Well, and thanks that my for, kids can't throw off the counter. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for mentioning this. I had kind of forgotten about the flex and. Mm-hmm. That would make a perfect garage. It would. Uh, I, now, I would be a little hesitant about having a A-Lady-enabled garage door opener that also had a listening device in the garage that somebody could shout through the door and maybe be heard. Like, that kind of would be mm. something I probably wouldn't enable. But I'm thinking in this scenario, um, they also make one. And here's the deal. Like, right now, how can I not do this? It's nine ninety nine right now, right? How can I not? I mean, I know that's a hundred dollars in Canada, oh, wow. but it's nine ninety nine. <laughs> why? Why would I not? So here's here's the thinking, right? So this goes on the ceiling in a plug, where it's just up and out of the Ooh. way. They make a motion sensor one, but I'm I'm replacing it the motion sensor because I don't. That's like for the nightlight, though. I think. Oh, is it okay? Good. That's like a nightlight attachment, I think. So that's... if you go by, it'll turn on the little nightlight thing that's yeah. in there. I don't think that actually uh, triggers okay. it. That uh, you don't think it does. I'll have to look at it because no. that could be I, the the Govi light that I have up there doesn't stay on long enough. Like it comes on. First of all, you got to jump around like a monkey to get the thing to actually go off. And then yeah. um, it doesn't stay on long enough. Whereas if I if I wear if I do, you know, the A-Lady enablement and say, hey, turn this on. And when I'm going in, turn it off. And oh, by the way, if I forgot to turn it off, I can check from right here and say, mm-hmm. Hey, is the light still on? Right type deal. And even set some routines. Hey, it automatically shuts off at midnight. It automatically comes on at six, follows sun, you know, sunrise, sunset. We have all mm-hmm. those on Hubitat and some of those kinds of things. So I think, man, at 10 bucks, how can I not do this? How oh, can you this, not do that? The show's going to cost. And me apparently, there's other deals where you can get a smart plug too that pairs with it, and they bundle it for like fifteen bucks. Oh, I know. Now it's the time. So I'm not, probably, I'm not saying anybody in the chat room said that, but <laughs> just are you cheating on us again? Dang it, Brian! <laughs> oh no. Okay, somebody else. Oh, that's okay then, as long as uh, so. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to probably be my weekend project is to replace that and get that put in. For, from your work with the Amazon devices, what's your favorite of those? You've done them all. You've kind of tested mm-hmm. them all. What and, and I know it's kind of conditional based on how you're using it, but which one do you like the best? Do you mean of the Echo devices yeah, or of, of the, the smart? No, of, of the, the Echo? Echo devices. Yeah. Probably. 
probably the studio. Um, I've got it set up like in my living room, kind of as a really nice, high quality listening speaker that is also very smart. So, and I mean, the sound quality is, is outstanding. You know, it doesn't look too out of place. Um, I have the black one, so it kind of blends into where we have it right now. Um, and I love the speaker quality. Now, with that said, I think the new uh, fourth generation Echoes are pretty nice. Like the the sphere shape and the design is really attractive. I really do like the design a lot. My biggest complaint about that design is I, I kind of nudged it accidentally the other day and it did like kind of tip and roll over and I had to like catch it and snag it. So I was a little concerned that, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's not the best design, but you know how how many people are reaching around their Echo device all the time? I don't know. So, yeah, it's interesting that you pick that device because I've kind of found the same thing. I actually would really prefer high quality audio as compared to you know the show or we got for free through Verizon. We got like I think that's how we got it. We got one of the Google devices that has a screen on it, and I was like, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it in the kitchen. We're gonna be able to hey watch a YouTube video on how to cook something, and it, what it is, honestly, is the best picture frame ever because it just scrolls yeah. through our Google Photos, which actually is great. A little overpriced for what it does because I can get one of those for cheaper. Um, but we've never really used it for that. And I'm like, I mean, I wish this thing had a really high quality speaker because we listen to mm-hmm. Jim. It's actually that first generation Amazon Echo that you and I both got way back in the day that has still a pretty good audio tube. to it. The yeah. big tube. Yeah. No, it's yeah, I have that in my kitchen and I want one of those but higher quality everywhere because those dots are great too. Cause it allows you to do mm-hmm. the control, but man, just some high quality speakers in those. I don't care about a screen. I thought I would. So it's good to know we have $200. I mean, they're not cheap, but that's still, if it's a great speaker, uh, that could be, could be something cool. I will say the show is great. Um, I like the bigger one. I think it's the 10, 10 inch size. Um, but it's great if you've got Nest video cameras, because when somebody comes to your door Mm -hmm. and rings the bell, it actually automatically will pop it up on that screen for you, which is very convenient. Um, I had one in my office for quite some time. I replaced it with a Google version recently just to do some other testing and stuff. Um, but those are great as well. How do you, how do you keep it all straight? You're doing both Google Nest stuff. You're doing kind of the Amazon Echo stuff. That's I, I have um, both all over the house. Some things I ask Google for, some things I ask a lady for. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's just, a problem. You just learn who your friends are. It's, it's, sometimes <laughs> it it's a problem. You start, I find, I find these devices unplugged and recently my lights went wonky and I could, they've stopped working. And so I got to go back in and, Go to the app. This is the problem really? with testing and keeping some of this stuff is that, you know, I've got some Philips Hue. I've got some Govi. I've got some Casa. I've Life got some like, X. yeah. And you're like, okay, which oh, crap, which app was that? Oh, then I attached them to Hubitat. So if I change the name of them, then I got to go to Hubitat, reattach yeah. them. And I got to remember, okay, how do you do that? And what drivers did I have installed to get that done? Like, it's just kind of a nightmare. So they're, one of, they're, one of the reasons it pays yeah. to pick a system and stay with it. Yeah, well, but but even that, like you think about the various generations of Echo devices, do different things. 
So you kind of need to put them in certain places where like, okay, no, I need this one to do that. Um, and so I've caught myself moving them around the house as well. Like, oh, no, no. When we got a show, we wanted the show in the kitchen. So the first gen tube got like downgraded to the bedroom. Moved out. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, you're now in the bedroom. And it just sat there sadly. Like nobody uses Aww. me anymore. Right. I felt bad for it for a while. Um, we've put the little pucks, the second gen little pucks for things like setting alarm in the bedrooms, things like setting alarms, yep. things like, um, I, you know, I whisper in the morning. I love I doing up, the intercom with them. Yes. Yeah. That's another, Very handy. another great way. I've gotten into the habit of whispering what time it is. So instead of when I wake up, because I wake up super early before anybody else does, just on my own, because it's stupid. And then I say, you know, I'll say, hey, put, say her name. What time is it? And she'll whisper, which is super considerate. She'll whisper. Oh. Have you tried that yet? She'll whisper the time back. No. To yeah. It's creepy. Mm. Like it's super creepy. I will try that with my Echo Dot with clock tonight. Yes. Or tomorrow morning. Yeah. Just... Works just whisper and she'll whisper back. Um, Interesting. Okay. Okay. Probably the reason I'm having trouble sleeping is because I'm drinking too much of this stuff called espresso. And I know like, like I, you know, I make a latte for myself first thing in the morning and then I drink three grande size of my own brewed coffee that I'm making during the day. You know, I, I, I grind the beans, I perk it. It's super great coffee, but um, this, you got to look at this Philips 3200 Latte Go automatic espresso. I'm, I'm jealous. Tell me how good it was. Just say it was great. It, it was great. In Cole's Notes version, it was really great. Um, and Cole's Notes might only be a Canadian thing too, Mike. If Is that they like, are, I'm sorry. Tim Hortons or Cliff something? Notes. Yeah. Do yeah. Cliff Cliff Notes? Notes. Exactly. You have yeah. Cliff Notes. Yes. Okay. That Cole's Notes is definitely the Canadian version of that. Yeah, this machine. So fully automatic espresso machines are, they're kind of a, a different beast. So you've got sort of your pod machines, which are sort of, you know, you need different kinds of pods or K-cups or whatever to make the coffee. Fully automatic espresso machines will make um, espresso shots and will often steam milk or heat milk or whatever. Um, and they use your own coffee beans. So they grind the beans every time you make a drink. They tamp the coffee in the machinery inside. And then they extract the espresso shot. So I have owned a really fancy um, automatic espresso machine called a Jura for many years. I bought it off. They have a huge resale value. I bought it off somebody on Kijiji which might also be another Canadian resale I site. Think so. it is. I think so. Yep. <laughs> Craigslist. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian Craigslist. <laughs> you guys are learning a lot about Canada today. I like it. Um, I like it. So friendly. So I bought this machine used and it was still like, I think brand new, they sell for about 2000 or 2,500 bucks. They're very pricey, but I love it. I use it at least a couple of times every day to make espresso shots. I'm not a huge um, latte drinker. I'll have the occasional cappuccino. So it's mainly for espresso for me. So I've had this sort of premium level machine for years that I've used. And then I read about this Philips 3200 latte go uh, automatic espresso machine. And I thought, you know, it's probably not going to be very good. You know, it's, it's about $900 Canadian. Um, $30 American. 
Yeah, there you go. It's free in America. <laughs> they pay and, us. To take it <laughs> they pay you to take them home. And I thought, you know what? It's it's not going to be very good. And so I was able to get my hands on one for a couple of weeks. And I was absolutely blown away by the quality of it. The espresso is outstanding. It's a lot more versatile than um, the Jura machine. It has a removable brew group is what the mechanics inside the machine are called. With my Jura, I have to actually, and I did this once, take the whole machine apart, which you're really not supposed to do. I think it voids right. the warranty mm -hmm. to clean it out. And, and, you know, if you have a problem with this one, it just pops out the side of the door. You rinse it under running water and pop it back in and you're That's good so to go. Great. That is so great. For oh, it was so machine. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the the milk thing. So, Jim, I think there's a photo on there, but it's got this sort of milk cup with a spout and you just fill it up to the line um, for how right? much milk you would need for your drink based on lattes or cappuccinos and clip it into the side of the machine. It'll heat the milk up and then extract the milk into the coffee um, with different levels of foam. I actually found the foaming wasn't super great on it mm. i like cappuccinos which are definitely supposed to be you know a little bit of milk and a ton of foam and it didn't really deliver on those for me but i mean everything else was just mm. outstanding mm. Mm -mm. okay we're quitting the show right now thanks for coming out here <laughs> no it you're ordering a Philips 3200 latte. That's right it. Now. I'm going in. Well, and you know, I'm I'm an espresso guy. So I, you know, I bought an mm -hmm. espresso machine. They're super cheap. I buy the cups. They're a buck each. It's really, really easy. I bought a cheap frother that I froth. I have a routine, so I'm I'm good. But where I, are you I, finding I, dollar Nespresso pods? Because I have an espresso too, and they're all super expensive. No, no, no. You just go to Nespresso.com. Just order. That's them what right I, I mean, I'm picking the wrong ones. Apparently, After this, yeah, apparently. Well, we can talk. You and I. Yeah, can we'll talk, talk about this later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is which is terribly addicting because you know you order forty free shipping, so you just order them forty at a time, and yeah. Um, but I've been, I've, I've always kind of thought like I would really, 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 really like to get a espresso maker. Again, I had one for a while. Um, at the at the price point here, now this is probably twice or three times as much as I paid for my last one, but it's not. It's probably half or a third of what you pay for the really expensive ones. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, those are probably two or three grand. Uh, well, this is nine hundred Canadian, so. We're probably at the 700, 7750 US, probably for something like so, this. Yeah. We can we could we can look that up a little bit later. But just well, and the just, best thing is you know, that you can use your own coffee. I was just gonna say beans. that's gonna save you a ton of money right there. Just be able to put in any beans you want. And because right, it looked like from the top you just dump in any beans and it's gonna do it does the yep. grinding and everything for you. That's gonna save you a bunch of Yeah, and you can adjust that. Off. That's all fully adjustable. So if you want the finer grind to get sort of the darker more caffeinated, richer. I'm not quite sure. Right. Espresso. You can do that. It's yeah. The, um, when I was out at Christian's place, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, when I was out in DC, they actually have one that's a drip, but it will grind it for you. So it's got a hopper. It grinds it just the way you can set the strength, what you like, what, what kind of grind, what kind of beans they are. You set all that up, then set a timer. And in the morning, it'll just automatically grind it. Mm -hmm. It and I'm not a big drip fan for coffee. I just never thought drip did very well. I'm a perk guy. I I've got perk machines that do that. I think make the best coffee in the world, and they're not terribly expensive. In fact, my mom's 50 year old 
stovetop percolator still <laughs> makes the best coffee in the world. It's unbelievable uh, how good it is. Um, but when I saw this, I thought this is this is super cool. Maybe I need to take a look again and and because I just kind of miss those. I make my own fake lattes using Nespresso. Mm-hmm. But, uh, pretty yeah. cool. You had to give it back. How sad was it the day that it, it left? It was really sad. Yeah. I was. Uh, I would. I'm still considering the Jura that I have is actually substantially bigger than that machine than the Philips machine. So I'm considering kind of downsizing in size anyway, just to make a bit more room on the counter. And this one would fit the bill. So I can I can find out if the used and reused Jura machine still has held its value on the Craigslist of Canada and see <laughs> if I can get rid of that and then get the Philips 3200 latte go. I just like how you cater to us all the time. Appreciate that. Hey, it wouldn't I be have a to show. translate, right? It wouldn't be it's true. It wouldn't be a show. Uh, we're going to do a speed round in just a second here, but it wouldn't be a show if we didn't talk about toothbrushes. You're still doing your favorite, on this. Jim. This super, oh, totally, totally. Um, you looked at the Oral B uh, Seven Series Smart Electric. Are they getting? Are they getting better? Have we? Have they reached a point where? They're like iPhones where uh, they're a kind of okay kind of deal. Where where are we at with smart toothbrushes these days? To some extent, yes. So, and the, the smart toothbrushes keep on coming. We've had this conversation before I where I yeah. thought, you know, there's, there's one or two smart toothbrushes. And then I started reviewing smart toothbrushes and everybody sent me their smart toothbrush. So I've probably reviewed more toothbrushes, more smart toothbrushes than most people in history. Um, (laughs) But with that said, yeah, the technology, I would say in the last couple of years, it doesn't seem like it's advanced a ton. One of the key innovations is on the screen for those who can see it right now, but it's got a digital display. So like a pictographic display, I guess. So it'll show you um, the different cleaning modes. It'll show you the battery life on this little screen. I mean, there are those who might say, do I really need a digital screen on my toothbrush handle? And the answer is no. (laughs) But, you know, it's handy and convenient. It's got this magnetic charging base, which keeps it charged up. Um, One of the really cool features is it's got this light ring sort of around the collar or the neck of the toothbrush. And you can, you know, you can set it to be whatever color you want. But if you're brushing too hard, it turns red. And if you're brushing just right, it kind of stays the color that it should be. So I brush hard. My dentist is constantly giving me crap for that. Um, So I actually found that was really helpful with this toothbrush. And then there's some app connectivity. So this brush knows once you connect it with the app, it actually knows which part of your mouth you're brushing. So it tracks you and follows to make sure that you're getting a thorough clean all the way around, which is kind of disturbing, (laughs) but also helpful. Um, The only thing is I I didn't. I need it bad. Well, but here's the thing. This is the thing. I liked a lot of things about it. I hate the brush heads. Mm. I hate the brush heads on the Oral-B IO. I'm sorry, Oral-B. I do. They're... Um, they're kind of L-shaped. So if you think about your toothbrush, it's kind of a flat handle and the little bristles sort of stick up out the end. With this one, it's almost like it, the brush head is a lot smaller and rounder. So it covers a lot less real estate for starters. And it means you have to more deliberately 
it feels any anyway, anyway like you do. You have to more deliberately brush each individual tooth. Mm. And then the way the handle or the brush rather is configured, it's really hard. And I'm going to have to make sure I don't get overdubbed here for an adult film, but oh. you've really got to <laughs> insert it in just the right way. Yes. Yes. And it gets caught kind of in your cheek when you're moving it around mm. if you're not, you know. Sure. And it just, sure. it wasn't, it wasn't comfortable. And my big complaint was I can't just mindlessly brush my teeth with it. Okay. I can't just, you know, as we do, we're doing other things. We're getting ready for bed, getting ready for work. Things are going on. Your teeth get brushed and then you move on with your day. I think that's part of the point with this is that you need to be a lot more mindful when you're brushing your teeth. And that's the point. But I, did, I didn't like the brush heads on this. I liked a lot of other things about it. I didn't care for the brush heads. Okay. I think enough said, everybody. They're like, call us and get away from the toothbrushes. Jeez. <laughs> Every time you have Aaron on, I just, I'm always amazed at, at like that. Th these, these, they spend a lot of money on these things, right? I mean, somebody must Absolutely. be buying them for somebody must be buying them for him to keep marketing. There's two things Jim loves HelloFresh and toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have well, I told you can you? subscribe to toothbrushes now too, right? Uh, like the yeah. burst brushes will just, yeah. they keep it coming every month. You get new yeah. brush heads or every three months, I guess it probably um, is, but well, it, it is, it's, they must be, they must be selling Aaron as we kind of wrap this before we get to our uh, kind of talk about the beers, the, the Oktoberfest beers that we did is you come up on black Friday, you've got, you've kind of done a black Friday, uh, a post so to speak. And kind of quickly, as you look at at some of the things you've put out there, what, what are you most excited about or what do you kind of lean towards when we, we talked about some oh, of the, but, but what do you like out yeah. there for black Friday? Um, I'm really loving the Philips smart sleep connected sleep wake light. Um, which is a, it gives you a simulated sunrise to wake up to and a simulated sunset if you need some help falling asleep. Um, it's, it's a really cool alarm clock. The newest version of this one since the last time I tried this product, the last time it was, you had to program it on the device and it was a very complicated sequence of buttons and this weird tapping sequence to get it to work. The new version is so much better. There's an app that works on your smartphone. You take care of everything on the phone. It's all instant. It carries through. Love it. Love waking up with that simulated light and the sound of birds in the forest waking me up. It's so gentle. So um, that's a definite. I think you got to brush your teeth and it's, it's a terrible. <laughs> ruins the whole thing. Week and then you have the espresso and oh, it's just it's wonderful. Wonderful days in my house right now. Oh, it's so. Funny. So I think that's a really great um, gift, especially if you've got someone who you know has trouble waking up or is a bit of an insomniac. I think it's a really a great um, product. I've been trying out some skincare gadgets. I tried out something called a microcurrent facial device, um, which is the Foreo or Foreo Bear device. A microcurrent facial device delivers tiny electric shocks, gentlemen, into your face while you rub it around on your skin. And it's kind of designed to tighten your pores, to give you, I guess, a more youthful appearance. So I used that for a few weeks and, and really felt like I got some cool results with it. So I've been continuing to use that. Gosh, there's, I mean, technology's never been cheaper and it's never mm. been 
better. I mean, there, there was definitely a couple year period of time where I think I was testing out gadgets and I was having to constantly call companies out for poor setup sequences, things that just didn't work, features that were supposed to be part of it that just didn't function properly. And anymore, I mean, gadgets are great nowadays. I mean, pretty much everything works as it should. Any problem you have in your house, there's a way to solve it with technology. So, and everything continues to get cheaper and go on sale with things like Black Friday and the holidays. So, there's never been a better time to techify your life. Yeah, unless you're buying an iPhone. Let's just be really, really clear. Those are not <laughs> getting cheaper. They are not getting cheaper. Right. A lot of the smartphones are still very expensive, with before the exception we, of those Pixel phones. Before we wrap it, let me do a little PSA. Gentlemen, do not buy these for for your significant other. At Christmas time, these are not. This isn't the kind of tech, Mike. Don't do this. Don't do this, um, Aaron. Uh, so what I'm showing are vacuum uh, Dyson V11 uh, cordless stick vacuums that you got to review, Aaron. The picture I'm showing, okay, it looks like it looks pretty hand, you know, like oh, okay, that's kind of manageable. And then I see it in the picture with you. That thing's gigantic. <laughs> Right, it is massive. There's Dyson has two versions of the V11. There is the V11 uh, Absolute, which is kind of a smaller and more compact version, and then they came out uh, several months, maybe a year later, with the outsize. And the difference is meant to be that I think they're trying to get at people that want to get rid of their full size vacuums but sort of need something to still bridge the gap between you know the small compact size. So the V11 outsize has a much bigger bin. It's got a much bigger cleaning head. Um, it comes with two batteries. So you get twice the battery power instead of the one battery. So it's designed, they say, for, you know, North American homes that have a lot more carpet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, probably not a good idea no, to no. buy it for someone unless no. they're really asking for one. But, or you need one. You need That's when you buy these. Or you, or you really need one. No, super good. Well, how uh, uh, how excited are you for Christmas? Now, Aaron, are you the kind, like, in the United States, we started celebrating Christmas the first. Like, it, the, the right, November 1st kicks in. Same thing for you guys up there in Canada? More reasonable no. and wait till December? No. Well, I mean, the stores, like, you know, as often as soon as the Halloween candy is gone like the, the christmas stuff comes out but i find for the most part in canada Ridiculous. we wait until december 1st oh. though i will say i noticed just the other day that a lot of people in our neighborhood are putting up their christmas lights and turning them on we've seen a lot more christmas trees in the front windows right now a full month before most people will do it and i think that's because you know we're all homebound we're bored and we need something to look forward to so people are like why not Double the Christmas season. Let's make it two months instead of one. We have nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah. Oh, Mike, you're. Uh, we can't hear you. Hold on. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah. uh, with thank you guys don't even have Thanksgiving because, like, our argument here is we're like, hey, give Thanksgiving its due, right? Like, don't start November because we still have Thanksgiving. You guys might as well start start celebrating right after uh, Halloween. There. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And and we're probably going to do it this year. There you go. My my daughter sent a calendar uh, and it had all of November except the four days of Thanksgiving. Those were circled in a box. And then from November 1st to December 31st, it was all Christmas. So it was like Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas yeah. in there. So uh, we got a lot of things coming up. By the way, I bought that $9 uh, 
uh, Echo device that's going to go up in the garage. So that'll be uh, it. Comes. Hang on, you were cheating on us. I did. I oh, yeah. I you're did. online shopping while we're uh-huh. doing the podcast. I, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you're right. Hang on, I'll be in the chat room. You, <laughs> you caught me. Sorry. I just I felt so betrayed when you were in the chat room. I thought we were on a break. <laughs> thought we were on a break <laughs> oh there's a good old friends reference for yep. you um mike we got the chance to uh to drink the lost 40 hunter that's what we've been doing during the show it's an october yeah. fest what do you think it's really good that was really good that was actually uh Wasn't it? yeah you know and i didn't i i don't know if i would call it an october fest would you like that to me tasted almost more like and i, I don't even know the way to describe it um just a really good beer, I guess yeah. is the way I would describe yeah. it. But I wouldn't yeah. call it too Oktoberfesty. Maybe a little bit. Maybe that's what I liked about it. Because Oktoberfest, I'm a fan of generally, but not like oh, it's my favorite time of season. You guys all know, and we've talked about it. Tajoski actually told me already. Uh, Shiner Holiday Cheer is my favorite beer, and that's what I usually drink. And uh, so, no, this was really good though. Yeah. Well, that Shiner Holiday Cheer is kind of almost peachy, like yeah. fruity, really smooth. A little bit apricot, right? Yeah. I kind of found this to be like usually Oktoberfests taste like medicine sometimes to me, or they taste like metal. And you're like, Sam Adams, mm, not not that great. Uh, at right. Least Oktoberfest. I'm the same way. This was actually just really smooth and delicious. I mean, and that's I what I mean. Kinda, I wouldn't call it an Oktoberfest. This is my fifth or sixth Oktoberfest for the year. And up until this point, I was kind of like, you know, maybe I'm not going to drink Oktoberfest anymore because right. I just couldn't find a really good one. Line and Kugels maybe would be the closest that I found the that that that. It, but even that's a little bitier. This had some really smooth. But this would be a good sit out on the patio around a fire on a cold Definitely. fall night, right? So, yeah, Joe, thanks for sending those to you again. That's a lost forty hunter. Uh, is what the it's I think it's called the hunter and uh and actually a really good pair of, they say bratwurst on the on the label that and would it be would be delicious with a bratwurst perfect <laughs> How, how's the van speaking of that how's the van life going are you guys getting out did you get out quite a bit this summer uh, probably not, not right with covid not a ton i mean we didn't have a ton of opportunity with the pandemic and stuff um but our new van is I'd say it's about 80% done. Um, We were waiting for a bunch of parts. I mean, it was a terrible year to get any kind of parts or electronics or mechanical stuff. So we were delayed pretty hugely through the spring and part of the summer. We've got most of the things in the new van, in the new van build in place, and just really have some finishing work to do. So we're kind of hoping we can take it on a bit of a winter trip because this one has a heater in it, which we're super excited about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out for next year. It was a bit of a bust this year, like probably a lot of other people experienced, but there's always next year. Did you, uh, did you end up putting this monitor in the, uh, in the van? Is that, so you guys got to do some gaming <laughs> on that as well? No, the 32 inch 4k ultra fine LG ergo display monitor. No, it was awesome on my desk. And I was like, damn, do I have to send this one back? Really? Um, but it's got this cool kind of mounting bracket that will clip to the base of your desk. And so it gets your monitor like right up and off your desk. And with the widescreen and the 4K, I mean, for video editing and all the content production that I do, 
it was a dream, but it is pricey. I think it's around, did I look this up for you guys? It's around six or 700 bucks. So oh, that's not too bad for a monitor. Although yeah. monitors and TVs have gotten cheap. You've done, yeah. I think for folks, if they haven't checked you out on YouTube for your TV reviews, you've done a ton of TVs, right? Yes. As well. And most recently an 85 inch Sony 4k TV, oh which I did not actually have furniture big enough for this TV. So I, and I said, I had to say this in my review, I had to put it on the floor and I'm like, I know, I know, I know this is not ideal, but I can't go out and buy furniture just no. for the two weeks while I'm borrowing this TV no. to review it. So that's huge. You have that up that you have that review up yet. Uh, I did that for Best Buy Canada. Oh, so it's okay. up on the blog.bestbuy.ca if anybody does want to check it out. It was a really nice TV. Really, but really cool. Generally, they want to go out to Tech Gadgets with an S, right? Tech, tech Gadgets, Gadgets Canada. Canada. Yes. Yes, please. Please done. do. Aaron, hang around for a little bit of post-show. Uh, with that, I'll remind uh, folks, we have a meetup, uh, meet, M-E-A-T, meetup coming this weekend. Oh, let me get back into this mode here. I'm not why I'm showing you the show notes. Uh, we got a meetup coming again. And of course, it starts 8 on Saturday, 8 a.m. Central. So if you want to join us, there's still spaces to be able to get that done. You'd kind of need to be listening live because I doubt I'm going to have the show out by Saturday morning when we start to do this. But if you're listening live and love to join us for the meetup, uh, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and I will get you in um, there as well. A reminder that theaverageguy.tv, powered by Maple Grove Partners, gets secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. And, of course, you know that's Christian. He's doing some fabulous work. If you need any hosting, plans start as little as $10. Aaron, that's a secret too, by the way. He'd love to help everything that you're doing. So when it's convenient, whatever, let us know. We can take care of All you right. there as well. But you can, if, you have, if you're not using Hover, you can go out to theaverageguy.tv slash Hover, get $2 off your first domain, and then get some of the best service in the world. So I have been using them for the last, I think, 10 or 12 years. It's been a long time, and and uh, you can too. Theaverageguy.tv slash Hover. And then uh, Andrew Morris is coming back for the 10-year anniversary. Mike, you don't even know that name because he was on the show originally back when we started 10 years ago. So the December 3rd show, uh, Thursday, December 3rd, 10-year anniversary of Home Gadget Geeks. Andrew's coming back. Christian's coming back. Working on John Zadler to come back. Uyghur will be here. I'll be here. We'll all reminisce about 10 years of Home Gadget Geeks or Home Tech is what I originally called it when we first when we first did it. Yeah, but celebrate that December 3rd. So we're excited to do that. We would love for you to join us live, even if you never do it. Yeah, cheers. Let's, let's, let's. Yeah, let's cheers to that. Let's, let's do a cheers. I knew I had the bubbly air for something. Yeah, Here we no, go. Right on. Well done. Right on. And um, we'd love to have you come out and join that live show. I don't ask for you. I mean, I tell you when it is, but I don't ask that often. Join us live Thursday, December 3rd, 8 p.m. Central. At a TV slash live. We'd love to have you out in the chat room. We got one of the best chat rooms in the world. So, which uh, apparently Aaron found out about tonight. Jeez. <laughs> we were on a break. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the average guy.tv live. If you're listening live, we'll do a little bit of a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.